Hey, how's life? This is Minister Joanne Williams from Grace on Display Ministries. Welcome to the Art of Successful Living. Learn how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Today is a good day to give thanks unto the Lord. We're in that Thanksgiving season. As we conclude our series today on the preserving grace of God, let's talk about thriving in what should have consumed us. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, the same verse we discussed last time, continues to develop the theme of God's preserving grace, which ensures the preservation of his own, his own children, his, you know, those that are followers of Christ. First, Paul reminds us that since God has begun our salvation, we can rely on him to complete it. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. God always finishes what he starts, especially the salvation of his people. Second, God does not merely initiate the work and then leave it. He continues with it. He, he leads us on, directing and manipulating our circumstances, restraining us at one time and then urging us on at another time. Paul's whole concept of the church is that it is a place where God is working in the hearts of men and women. Third, Paul says that God, having begun God's work in our lives, will bring it to completion. So this indicates that God not only guarantees the completion of our salvation, but is actively involved in every believer's life to bring this to pass. Um, D. Martin Lloyd-Jones writes, God works in our lives in the way a craftsman works to finish a product he has created. He smooths out the lines. He sands the rough places and puts all the pieces together in proper proportion. Wow, that's powerful. Anyway, we must remember God's word tells us of his grace toward us. It is a cup of love that overflows at the point of our needs. The Bible says he is the supplier of all that we lack physically, relationally, and emotionally. The scriptures say, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. And that comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 8. If you will uh, look to Jesus, you will not lack anything because the Bible says that he will supply all your needs. Again, the Bible says that 
God or Jesus is anointed. Wow, he's anointed to replace the ashes that comes from being burned by life with the beauty of a new perception. He, the, the scriptures say, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. From Isaiah chapter 61 verse 3. Jesus will replace uh, mourning that many of us have experienced. And he said that we will experience joy. He can replace the mourning and give us joy. Through the renewal of our mind, God will replace any depressive heaviness with a new kind of praise. He will restore or rebuild your life. In the introduction of this series, The Preserving Grace of God, I mentioned the story of the three Hebrew men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were thrown into a fiery furnace and who came out of the experience with no negative effects. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon had declared an edict that required them to worship him instead of the living God. But they made a commitment to remain true to their faith. The king became so furious. Although these young men had been his trusted and valued advisors, his opinion toward them changed dramatically, instantly, dramatically, right away. I mean, you know, regardless of all the good work and everything they had done, um, everything changed. Anyone who didn't obey the edict was to be cast into a fiery furnace, and there were no exceptions. In fact, the king was so angry with them that he ordered his servants to heat the furnace seven times hotter than usual and to throw the young men in it. The threat of death by fire was designed to transfer their worship from the true God to a false one, who in effect represented their spiritual enemy, Satan. The fiery trials that many of us have faced and will face in life have a similar purpose. They're designed to either move our worship away from God or destroy us in the process. As these strong men were sent to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the enemy wants to bind us permanently through our troubles and hurts. Satan desires to restrain you and me and cast us into the furnace. Not a physical binding, but a binding of the spirit. Not a physical furnace, but a potentially tragic circumstance. He knows that once you're bound in the spirit and trapped in the fires of a negative experience, you begin to miss God's complete purpose for your life. His desire is that the entire ordeal will ultimately destroy your faith, kill your hope, and seal off your promise, leaving you wounded 
and scarred for life. This was the situation that the young Hebrew men found themselves in. The scriptures say, Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosens, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. They were thrown into the fire, wearing all their clothes. I think that this text can provide a spiritual breakthrough for us in understanding how we can be healed from our wounds and scars, healed from the things that we've gone through, you know, those difficult, fiery, firm circumstances. When we are thrown into the fires of a negative experience, everything about our lives might be affected. But the good news is God can preserve us whole and complete. He can turn that thing around. Thriving in what should have consumed us. So what's our takeaways? Number one, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not lose their praise even though they were thrown into the fire. We have to have a no matter what praise. God, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, you're worthy. Lord, I give you glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Not for what is happening, but because you God, because I love you, because I have confidence in you. Even like Job said, you know, though he tried me, though I be in a trial or a fire or a test or whatever, yet though, I will still praise you. Uh, no matter what praise, though he slay me, yet will I praise him. Knowing to the world, it looks like is is you know it looks like you being consumed, but actually you're being consecrated for God's purposes, because that's how He's gonna spin that thing. That's how He's gonna turn it around. Number two, evidently. It was so hot outside the furnace that the strong men who threw the Hebrew men into the fire were killed. In other words, or here's our takeaway, there's some things that have destroyed other people, but when you walk through the same thing, you are preserved by Almighty God because you have remained in His presence, because you have given thanks, because you continue to stand on the promises of God. You continue in prayer. You continue being a disciplined follower of Jesus Christ and have received his sustaining power. Third, the Bible says that not a hair on the heads of the uh, young Hebrew men was singed and their clothes didn't even smell like fire. The situation left them with no long-lasting effects. After you are preserved in your trial, other people will be amazed at the quality of your life. You won't look like what you've been through. They'll seek some sort of sign of what you went through, but they won't be able to find it. They'll be looking for some evidence that 
you were defeated by the same thing that they went through. They'll look for it in your speech. Uh, they'll look for it in your attitude, but they won't be able to find it. Then they'll say, after what you've been through, you sh I would think that you would be an alcoholic or a drug addict. After all you've been through, it's no wonder you're not crazy. And all you'll be able to say is, when I look back over my life, when I look back how I got over, all I can say is, God is able. Are you in a fire right now? Are you going through some type of fiery furnace situation? Say out loud, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer my foot to be moved. He that keepeth me will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite me by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve me from all evil. He shall preserve my soul. The Lord shall preserve my going out and my coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. The preserving grace of God. The goal of this podcast is to influence Christian followers to lead successful or more successful Christian lives as they reflect on the love of God and the word of God. You know, it's one thing to say we love Jesus and we're going to follow him, but it's another thing to get up and do it. The question is, how can we do it well? The second goal of this podcast is to develop a deeper interest in and understanding of the Bible. Third, to encourage believers in Christ to not accept mediocrity. To encourage believers in Christ not to accept mediocrity, but instead to strive to reach their fullest potential in Christ. If you are looking for the power to endure challenges of the Christian life, live through temptations in our culture, and gain insight and wisdom for decision-making and deepen your walk with God, join us every week and listen to this podcast. Do yourself a favor and subscribe now.